Welcome into A to Z Sports Primetime, not from the Zen Sports Studio, but from First Energy Stadium in Cleveland, Ohio. I'm your host, Buck Rising, and I'm proud, as always, to be presented to you by Zen Sports. Download the app, plug in the promo code ATOZTN, and get unlimited 5% cash back on your first 15 days of wagering. Nobody offers you a better situation than that. ZenSports.com is where you go. Of course, the law offices of Amanda J. Gentry. The Titans could not give you justice today, but the law offices of Amanda J. Gentry always come through in the clutch. Wherever justice demands, Amanda J. and her team have you covered. AmandaJGentry.com for more information. And TrueMath Fitness in the Gulch, a new way to work out a better version of you. TrueMath Fitness will get you in position to succeed. They are the best workout in Middle Tennessee, TrueMathFitness.com, for your first workout free. So there's a lot of different parts and pieces to break down uh, from this game. There's a lot that, uh, I mean, really, the only good thing that you can say about the football team today is this. One, you're not the Chicago Bears. Last one, I just walked out of the press box. I don't have televisions in here in the uh, the Browns. I think this is the Browns coaching booth that I've wandered into. Um, but the, uh, the only thing that I can say to you today is at least you're not the Bears, who last I saw were losing 34 to nothing to Patrick Mahomes, a hobbled Patrick Mahomes, Taylor Swift in attendance of the Kansas City Chiefs, and two, you play in the AFC South. So <laughs> as bad as it feels, <laughs> as, bad, as, as much as you want to give up, <laughs> don't, don't give up just yet. Don't pull the trigger. Don't tie the noose. Don't do any of these things just yet because I'm here to tell you that you still play in the AFC South, and that means that you are alive until the very, very end. You may be a zo- it may be a zombie apocalypse for whomever uh, is dragging the, the the corpse of the of their franchise across the finish line to win this godforsaken division. But you are in the AFC South, which means that you are never out of it until you are. So as we work through this thing in week three, keep those two things in context. At least you're not the Bears. And you play in the AFC South. Now, the rest of it is a shit show. Uh, the rest of it, except for Nick Folk. Nick Folk, fine. Nick Folk, the only person to score points again today. Here's the thing, all right? Because I'm going to get your Two Rivers Four take, and let's let's start with your Two Rivers Four take before I deliver to you some very, very disappointing trends. Oh, yes, and you, at least you're not the Broncos today, right? The Broncos had 726 yards of offense put on their necks uh, today by the Miami Dolphins. I also have a statistic for you about the Dolphins and their score, their yardage output today in comparison to the Titans' season-long yardage output. <laughs> Spoiler alert, the Dolphins had more in one game than the Titans have had in three. But we'll get to that here in just a second. You're two, so 27-3 is the final score. Uh, they're outmatched at every, in every phase of the game other than special teams. They had no disasters on special teams, so I guess you just say push on the special teams. Offense and defense, though, the Browns outclassed them at every level. And I think that when you when you talk about this game, you have to keep a couple of con- a couple of things in context and we will do these things together. But first, I need your Two Rivers Ford take. Facebook, YouTube, Twitter and on Twitch, wherever you're streaming with us, what was the most disappointing result uh, from today's game on Facebook, YouTube, Twitter and Twitch? What was the most disappointing part of the Titans loss? We'll discuss at length together. The primetime show is made possible, as is your Two Rivers Ford take by Two Rivers Ford. Unlike the Tennessee Titans, Two Rivers Ford never lets you down. Quality American-made Ford vehicles 
for 40 years award-winning customer service for just as long. Quality American-made Ford vehicles, as I mentioned, the kind of customer service that you love, that you know, that you respect. Ramon Foster, Don Davenport, myself, DeAndre Hopkins, even though he plays for the Tennessee Titans, he's a customer of Two Rivers Ford. And you know what? He gets let down more by his offense than he does by Two Rivers Ford. Two Rivers Ford in Mount Juliet or online at tworiversford.com. So your Two Rivers Ford take, what most disappointed you about the results of today? Stephen King says everything. Dami on YouTube says, if it goes south this year, Rand's got a clean house. No, 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 no. You don't understand. Because somebody asked me this about Rabel today, about hot seats and things of that nature. Honest, honestly, after, after the work day that I just had, I'm going to kick my feet up and do the stand primetime show. I would, like to, I would like to prop a leg up on the table in front of me and relax a little bit because, my God, was that game just horrid to watch. We haven't done one of these. Pro- I haven't been this pissed about a football game that I'm paid to be at. You, for those of you who have been with the A to Z Sports Network, uh, since the first season that I started traveling. For those of you who remember the tirade that I went on when they benched Marcus Mariota in Denver for Ryan Tannehill in what is, I think, still the ugliest football game I have ever watched. That was a 16 to nothing shutout to Joe Flacco's Denver Broncos, which is enough to make me want to jump from the, what, what am I at, the 300 level of First Energy Stadium. But this football game came close. At least in this one, they scored points. But it has been since the Denver game, has been since the Denver game, that I have felt this way about a football game that I've been paid to be at. It is um, atrocious, the product that they put on the field today, truly. So if you came in here and said everything was disappointing about the Tennessee Titans performance, I would say the only thing that I can, that I would, the only thing that I would give you as a positive is Nick Folk, because you have a kicker. It just I'm not sure what else you have at this point. You don't have a secondary. You don't have an offensive line. You sure as shit didn't have a ground game today. It was uh, a top-to-bottom failure, uh, this 27-3 to performance. And what was the one thing that we talked about? You can't be the team that Deshaun Watson gets right against. And what did you do? You let him, you let him run rampant on you. Even though they were getting into the backfield, they got, you know, they got some pressure. They blitzed late in the second half to try and uh, get home more often to try and knock uh, knock Watson off his spot. It was not effective. This was a thorough ass-kicking by a team who, frankly, you don't you're, – you're not much worse than, which is the crazy part. Like, I know the Browns are undefeated at home. I know they look clearly and obviously superior today. But, like, the things that the Titans do well, the Browns are the, – that the Titans purport to do well – the Browns also do well. The offense is suspect. It wasn't today. The defense is great. It was today. This is a uh, this is a situation where you look uh, where you look at Tennessee and say, "Well, my God, what what can they do?" And the answer was nothing. They could get nothing accomplished. They could get absolutely nothing accomplished. Steve Maurer says the offensive coordinator is gross. I, listen, <laughs> your offensive line is so much. I, I'm not I'm not doing the fire Tim Kelly thing today. If you got a problem with the play calling, take it up with your offensive line group to be honest with you, because uh, they, they couldn't run for shit. They couldn't pass for shit. I don't know what Tim Kelly was trying to get accomplished today because they couldn't, because as soon as they tried to get a pass off and tried to hand the ball off to Derrick Henry, they had dudes in the backfield right away. So, so don't tell me, if you're somebody coming in here to complain about the play calling, how could you even possibly have an inkling of what they were trying to call offensively when your offensive line looks that poor? Uh, I, think that, uh, I think that the quarterback, 
of all the problems that you had today, the quarterback in the OC, pretty low on the list, which is crazy to say. Uh, and listen, I, you know, I, I know some of you think I'm a, I'm a little easier on Ryan Tannehill than, than you might be. That's all well and good. The, the quarterback, <laughs> the quarterback was not the problem today. The quarterback's problems were a result of the poor offensive line. Puka says, Buck, you defended Dillard in the summer. Uh, what is the context of defended? I, and and it's, it's possible um, that I said something that was not ripping Andre Dillard's ass for how bad he is at professional football. So, Puka, I would just ask that you I'm, – I'm happy to, you know, I'm happy to eat crow about whatever it is I said about Dillard in the summer. But, again, that's training camp, and this is actual NFL football that he's out against a real live NFL pass rush. I would, uh, I would invite you to uh, find the comments for me. And then I would be happy to, uh, I would be, if, if they are in fact a defense of Andre Dillard, then I would say, okay, that's fine. That's the summer. This is now September and Andre Dillard is out there getting his ass kicked. Uh, I think that, uh, I think that when you look at the, the, the most disappointing, uh, the most disappointing element of today's game, it's that it's, I mean, it's the offense. It's a complete and total failure of the offense. I'm going to give you some statistics on the off or some stats about the offense. Okay. Here's first and foremost, they have not scored a touchdown. They haven't scored a touchdown in two of the three games that they have played field goals, 15 points by Nick Folk in new Orleans, three points by Nick Folk today, a touchdown, two touchdowns. Wait, no, uh, a passing touchdown by Ryan Tannehill, a rushing touchdown by Ryan Tannehill, and a touchdown by Derrick Henry. They have three touchdowns in three games, and all of them came last week. So they have no touchdowns in two games. That's a problem. I'll give you another, I'll give you another statistic. That's a problem. They had almost as much penalty yardage today, yardage that they cost themselves, eight penalties for 80 yards than they did offensively. They had 94 offensive yards, net offensive yards today. The Cleveland Browns, I'll give you another statistic that's going to make you upset about your offense. The Cleveland Browns had how many sacks? We talked about it this morning. Cleveland Browns had how many, how many sacks coming into this game? They had two. Now, that didn't mean that the pass rush wasn't getting home, uh, but the pass rush was being effective, but they were not getting the sacks, right? Sacks are what kill you. The pressures, you can survive incomplete passes you can live with sacks are the killer how many sacks did the cleveland browns have today can anybody in the class tell me oh wait me five five damn sacks for the cleveland browns who came on came in on the day with two it was a master class by miles garrett who you will hear from andre dillard about here in just a second but i asked mike vrabel about what went most well? Let me let me let you hear the entire exchange with Mike Vrabel at the start of his press conference uh, about the disappointing result, specifically on the offensive side of the football. That's a good football team. Give them credit. You know, I mean, they were much much better than we were today. Coaching, playing, you know, I mean, the whole the whole bit, and uh, you know, we we contributed to that. You know, some there were some things obviously that we did that affected that, but they were. Um, they beat us today in every 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 area. What most went wrong offensively for you guys? I just weren't able to get into the drive. You know what I mean, pressure us. I mean, a lot of guys were on the line of scrimmage. And, you know, felt like we wanted to try to get into the line of scrimmage and get downhill. Uh, wanted to try to you know protect and throw some shots, but you know you got to be able to to hold up. And 
you know, just weren't able to get in any kind of rhythm, especially, you know, in a, in a road and in a road environment, a, a fantastic environment, much like we talked about uh, in New Orleans. Too many third and long opportunities. And then, you know, when we did it, did have a drive and got down there, uh, didn't take advantage of, you know, when we got the turnover, weren't able to take care of, you know, take advantage of the turnover. Uh, and then when we got the end of half, you know, where, where we could have, you know, done something and got the ball in the second half, it just, you know, it's frustrating all, all the way around. But of course, it's just frustrating all the way around. That's Mike Rabel at the podium earlier uh, this afternoon. A to Z Sports Primetime is presented uh, by the fine folks at the law offices of Amanda J. Gentry, wherever justice demands practicing Tennessee, uh, practicing law in Tennessee family and criminal courts in 35 counties here in Tennessee. Amanda J. Gentry and her team are there to protect your constitutional rights. Make sure you trust the best in the business. I don't know if Amanda J. Gentry is also capable of protecting you uh, of protecting Ryan Tannehill better than Andre Dillard did today, better than the offensive line did today, but you can sure as hell protect your constitutional rights. Go to AmandaJGentry.com, find out more about her, her team, and all the different ways that they can serve you. Uh, so as you look at the the offensive performance, right, I gave you some numbers about just how how difficult they made offensive football look today, okay? And here is another one that I'm going to give to you because – Brable's right. They played a really, really good defense, okay? There's no excuse for looking as deficient, as poor across the board. Drops from Chig, Traylon Burks, uh, miscues from the offensive line, an inability to run block effectively, the quarterback consistently on duress. Once, in moments when he had opportunities to make plays, he missed some throws today that were absolutely must-make in a game where you were just you're just looking for something, right? Mike Vrabel talked about them last week, leaking oil until they got the 70-yard completion from uh, to Traylon Burks. Today, that looked like it might be the Chris Moore play. It looked like it might be the forced fumble. What was it? Sean Murphy Bunting forced the fumble on Elijah Moore. Set him up inside the 20. Do you know? This will make you shit the bed. Do you know that the Tennessee Titans are the only team this year to get into the red zone against the Browns. And what did they do with it? They had two red zone trips today, all right? One was the forced fumble that set them up inside of Browns territory. It was the only drive on the day that they scored. Do you know how many yards that drive gained? The only scoring drive of the day, the three points that Nick Folk, bless you, Nick Folk, for all of your good works, the only scoring drive of the day gained how many yards? It's a trick question because it lost nine Three plays, minus nine yards. They actually backed themselves out of the red zone and set Nick Folk up to still get the three and, and tie the game at that point. So then uh, they get back into the red zone. They have all kinds of issues. It's the end of the first half, right? They're setting up for a field goal. They use their last timeout with 13 seconds left. And what happens? They have one shot at, uh, at the end zone to, throw, to either get the touchdown or throw the incompletion before they can attempt the field goal as time expires. What happens? Dillard, immediately, pressure in the face. Ryan Tannehill gets sacked, and they end that half as inept as ever they have. It was, again, a masterclass in failure by the Tennessee Titans offense and in pass rush, well, just general overall defensive uh, defensive play today by Miles Garrett because all over the place, the Titans were shooting themselves in the foot left and right. Um, 
the uh, they uh, Dre said they did not score on either attempt. No, you did score on one. You got three points uh, out of the uh, out of the fumble the fumble recovery that you got early in that game. Uh, you know, I've been getting somebody said Dobbs is looking great. I don't have any TVs in here with me right now, uh, so I don't. Uh, so I can't. I, I, I have been getting texts about Josh Dobbs today. Doesn't matter how great Josh Dobbs looks. Josh Dobbs no longer plays for this football team. So, in the absence of Josh Dobbs, we're going to talk about the Tennessee Titans for obvious reason. Titans set. We've only talked about the offense so far and the defense. Um, you know, Jeff Simmons was saying that they didn't. He didn't feel like they got their ass kicked today. Uh, he said that you know he he made a lot of commentary disagreeing with the officiating. And listen, I I acknowledge that there were. Uh, that there were poor play, that there were poor calls on both sides of the ball. Don't talk to me about officiating, okay? Don't talk to me about officiating. When Amari Cooper, Amari Cooper should have had two touchdowns today. They blew it dead. They blew it. They, they ruled him out of bounds when he never stepped out of bounds. And you got and oh, not you, but the Titans got bailed out on a play. So I'm not interested in hearing about penalties from anybody right now. I'm just going to go in assuming that officials are going to make bad calls or. A bad call or three a game on both sides, and everybody's going to have to eat it. So I'm not interested, not interested at all in hearing anything about the officiating from anybody, anybody, Browns, Titans, anybody, because it didn't bother the Browns enough. They won 27 to three today. So I think that the uh, I think that there's a lot of things that you can point out that failed the Tennessee Titans today. But the most uh, the most disappointing thing to me continues to be the offensive line. They failed Ryan Tannehill today. They failed Derrick Henry today. They failed, uh, they, failed this, they failed this team today. It wasn't just them. It's not all on them. But they were the most egregious part of why this team lost uh, to the Cleveland Browns. Uh, they need to, Jason Gerhardt says they need to do what they didn't come to uh, – what they did come to 2019, get a boost in the quarterback position, bench Tannehill. Uh, well, that's just uh, good Lord, Jason. What are you trying to get across? They need to do what they didn't come to 1019. Are you talking to text into your phone? Is that why that looks so mangled? Jesus Christ, brother. That you know, that looks more mangled than the Titans offensive line did today. I'm assuming though, is what you're trying to say, because I brought up the Denver game where they benched Mariota. You're saying bench Ryan Tannehill. What is benching your best quarterback going to do? You're going to throw Malik Willis out there to look worse. Look at the offensive line. You are sacrificing that kid to the football gods if you put him out there behind this particular group. Nobody is going to succeed. Derrick Henry can't succeed. This is a a running back that's on track to be a pro football Hall of Famer. You know how many yards he had today? 20, because they can't block in front of him. So, like, if you're coming in here talking about the quarterback or the offensive coordinator today, we're not watching the same game. Because everything starts and ends on that side of the ball with that offensive line. And that offensive line is piss poor. Uh, Jorge on – excuse me, on YouTube – Says Skaronsky at left tackle campaign. Uh, Aziz Alshair can't cover it all. I don't know that Aziz can't cover it all. I thought Aziz was okay. I know he got lost in uh, lost in coverage on one of the touchdowns in the second half, I believe. But I didn't see, I think Aziz Alshair was an overwhelming problem today. Skaronsky at left tackle. I mean, listen, Dillard, who you're going to hear from here in just a second. We'll get to the offensive line situation. In fact, let's get to the offensive line situation now. What would you change? about the Titans offensive line group heading into week four, if you were to make a change. We'll talk about it together right after I remind you that the primetime program is presented by the great people at TrueMath Fitness in the Gulch. TrueMathFitness.com, your first workout is free 
as a Middle Tennessee resident. A new way to work out the best workout in Middle Tennessee, TrueMavFitness.com. They will put you in position to succeed. Many of you have uh, been very, very complimentary of how much weight that I've lost, 58 pounds, uh, in big part due, due to TrueMav Fitness. I love going there for personal training. You can go for group classes. You can go for personal training. You can sign up for membership and use their great facility, uh, their open gym, as you please. TrueMavFitness.com is where you can go for your first workout free. So uh, what would you change? What one thing would you change about the offensive line situation before the Cincinnati Bengals come to town, right? That's not going to bring any PTSD uh, out for many of you. The, the Cincinnati Bengals coming to Nissan Stadium, I'm sure. Uh, Puka says push Dillard into Amulet Lake, <laughs> which is the lake that surrounds the practice facility. I, uh, <laughs> yeah, the, uh, the, you know, I, I don't know if he would sink or swim at this point. Here's the thing about Dillard. I'm going to play you this clip because we had, there was only three of us that talked to Andre Dillard today because he tried to get out of the locker before any of us got to him. And, you know, Wyatt and Teron and myself, we were there. We were kind of eyeing him the, the whole time because he doesn't, it's tough to find him after games. It's kind of like Dennis Daly. A lot of you guys didn't ever hear from Dennis Daly. You know why? Because Dennis Daly was smart. He got the hell out of the locker because he knew he was also a huge problem. Dillard has that same energy. Uh, he hasn't been, he hasn't made himself available to the media very often. So when we talk about the one thing that you would change about the Titans offensive line group, uh, what would you, uh, what would you do? Dillard is not getting any better, says Jorge, uh, which is the problem. Start the rookie and Raiden says Dre Wilson. Well, the rookie is missing time. The, the reason the rookie's not playing, and I'm sure you guys know this is because he had an appendectomy. So we'll see at what point he can come back. Start Caleb Murphy says the big dog. That's the right wrong side of the ball. Uh, Amar says you guys cornered him. Shit, yeah, we did. Yeah, listen, we we had we, we have to strategize in the locker room, okay? Because here's the way that it works, and not I don't know if you guys give a shit about this kind of logistical stuff, but like, all right, so I'm gonna take you through what our post game looks like. When they lose that game the way that we did, the way that they did, immediately, all of us get up, make our way to the elevator, shoot straight down to the to the uh, the what what's it called? Uh, the the un, underneath the stadium right the bowels of the stadium okay the tunnel the, the 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 service level is where the media where the locker room where all these things are so we go from the press box down to the service level and we make a beeline to the visiting team's media room so we do the mike Rabel press conference there team is in the locker room showering getting ready whatever they're doing all right so Rabel ends we immediately go to the locker room we talk to as many players as humanly possible because we know that as soon as they bring Tannehill back to the podium, that we're going to leave, and as many players as don't want to talk to us are going to bolt from the locker room. So we have to strategize this thing to stay long enough to get the players that we need to get before we have to go in there for Tannehill. Same thing for Derrick Henry, right? Derrick Henry's a podium player. If, if, we don't have every, if we don't talk to everybody that we need to talk to, by the time that Derrick Henry gets to the podium, we're not getting that person that day. So, like... Dillard is somebody who we have to who we have to corner. Dre Wilson says LMAO quoting me says shit. Yeah, we did. Yeah, you have to. You have to. You have to. I'm talking to Jeff Simmons, keeping an eye in my peripheral about whether Andre Dillard has his pants on yet. Because as soon as he gets dressed, I know he's leaving. He's not waiting around to talk to us. Why would he? It'd be he would be foolish to wait around to talk to us. So Wyatt, Tehran, myself, uh, I know Kaharski and Rex Road were frustrated. There was a couple other people here covering the game, but. Um, I, uh, I think that, uh, 
I think that, uh, you know, they would have liked to have been over there. I don't think they saw him at the same time that the, the three of us did. So we were the three who got to talk to him. So we asked Andre Dillard, hey, man, you know, basically, what the hell happened? And listen to this exchange with Andre Dillard, because frankly, I still can't believe this man said this publicly with cameras in his face. Yeah, it's it's never, it's never an easy thing. You know, you got um, a lot of good players around the league, and, you know, this team has had some, some really good guys on there. But, uh, you know, third and long, they're going to be coming and bringing the pressures, and, you know, we just got to do better as a, as a unit. I got to do better as an individual and, to, you know, sit down those pressures and, and those defenders. Obviously, Miles Garrett, one of the better players in the league. What was happening there as far as your matchups with him? Um, I think I just need to do better with my hands and, uh, you know, my sets and all that stuff. I even, I talked to him after the game and he, t- he told me his inputs, you know, because I'm just, I'm just trying to get better. And so he kind of uh, told me what he saw, what he liked about my game and, you know, what I could have done differently. So do you appreciate you that kind of after- constructive criticism? I definitely do. Yeah. Especially, you know, from a, a player as good as him, you know, and um, it's cool to, to see it from, his perspective for you after a performance like that like how do you process it how you work through it and then spin it forward to the next game um you know when you go through stuff like that you know all you can do is just keep playing the next play and don't let your head hang because then it'll just you'll just spiral and it'll get out of control but you know what you do from that is you just learn from it you know you you watch the film you study it you know take the the constructive criticism and you just you just move forward and that's all you can do 94 years That's Andre Dillard speaking after the game. Uh, I'm going to read Ben Hall's comment here in just a second. I'm going to remind you guys quickly that the primetime show is made possible by the Ashton Real Estate Group of Remax Advantage. Go to GaryAshton.com. Get your dream address without the stress, the Intel edge you need to succeed, GaryAshton.com. So Ben makes a really good point. here, And he says, what exactly do, do I want Andre Dillard to say? If he gave the same scripted answer about just needing to be better, you'd rip him for that too. Aren't you happy for content? I can be happy that he gave me an honest answer and also be shocked that an offensive lineman who just had the day that he did is going to tell reporters with cameras in his face that he knows a recording that Miles Garrett came up to him after the game and said, here's all the ways that I beat you. Okay. Now I I don't, here's the thing. I'm not going to rip Andre Dillard. You may think that I'm going to rip Andre Dillard. But what I'm about to say, I think, is worse than ripping Andre Dillard. I feel bad for him. I feel bad for him. He's, he's, he's just not up to snuff to be able to hang as a left tackle in this league. The mentality, the approach... You know, somebody say, you know, somebody might say he doesn't have that dog in him or whatever, you know, however you want to, however you want to classify this. Okay. I'm not, I'm not going to rip Andre Dillard. I came out of that interview pitying Andre Dillard. And that I think is a worse assessment than me coming in here and, and ripping him left and right. Of course, my, my, Andre Dillard said, Miles Garrett told him all the things that he liked about his game. Plenty of guys exchange pleasantries and talk about these kind of things in the post game. All right. But I had several people, guys who played in the league, guys who played offensive line in the league, reach out to me and say, what the hell is this guy talking? I'm going to read you a text. We'll read you some text. We haven't, we haven't done this in a while. Let's go through my inbox 
and see what, what kind of messages people were sending me about uh, the offensive line today, shall we? Or in the post game about specifically this, uh, this, this. So this is from a former NFL offensive lineman. Respond, sent me the tweet, says, LOL, no effing way. No effing, this is a separate text. No effing way. Beat his ass and then sat him down in class. No effing way with a bunch of laughing emojis. Uh, it, it, I pity Andre Dillard. I, I don't doubt that Andre Dillard is doing the best job that he can. I, I don't doubt that Andre Dillard is doing everything humanly possible to improve. I do not fault him for doing the things that he said, for not hanging his head, for you know, understanding that he had a poor performance, that the offense performed poorly, and that he needs to do whatever it is that he can to get better. The problem is Andre Dillard has uh, an MO, right? Everybody knows in the NFL that if you bull rush Andre Dillard, you're probably going to win. You're probably going to win. And there's not anything that he's been able to do to course correct that issue. You heard him talk about his sets. You heard him talk about his hand placement. It's something we've been talking about with Andre Dillard since he got, since he came in a league. So that I'm not, I'm not interested in ripping Andre Dillard. It, it would feel like, it would, it would feel like beating a dog or like, you know, it, it would feel like some kind of like some, somebody who's helpless, who you're just abusing for the, because you can, right? What Miles Garrett did him to, abused him because he could. I, I'm not interested in ripping Andre Dillard. I legitimately feel bad for him because I don't think there's anything he can do about the situation, which is the larger issue here, right? So what I, Ben, I understand what you're saying. And that's why to be, for me to be shocked that he said it, I appreciate the honesty. I wish more, I, I thought Jeff Simmons was honest today. We don't, we're not going to play a Jeff clip, but they're, they're available on, on, uh, on my social media. And I think A to Z sports has them on their Instagram and, and Twitter as well. Um, and if they don't, I, I'm pretty sure I tweeted the Jeff clip. Anyway, we got, we got honest answers from some players today, but like the Dillard thing, I came away. I came away from that, truly, truly feeling sorry for him, because I he just he comes off as naive. He comes off as naive in that moment. Uh, I texted. I, I texted a couple of different people about this today, and it's it is just it is just so frustrating. Boogeyman Gaming says you move him to offensive guard. No, that's the problem. Jeff Stoutland, who is the Eagles' offensive line coach very quickly determined that Andre Dillard, the only position that he was going to be capable of playing at the NFL level was left tackle. And even then, the question is whether he is capable of playing left tackle. If you think he's bad at left tackle, you should see him at right. This is a, uh, this is, you know, and what would you do with the offensive line? I mean, it took, think about this, okay? It took them 15 weeks of the football season last year. Well, I guess... Yeah, 15 weeks of the football season. It was week 15 when they finally decided that they were going to give Dylan Radins a try at left tackle. And even that game, Dennis Daly started. Now, Dennis Daly, you, you want to you hear some shit that's going to make you feel bad? Dennis Daly, and I want to make sure that I, uh, that I pull up the, uh, the specific numbers courtesy of, uh, courtesy of Mike Herndon. Long story short, Andre Dillard is well on his way, well on his way to being worse as a pass protector specifically than was Dennis Daly. Now, you can't, you can't imagine a situation where that's true. But not only is Dennis Daly cheaper, he was better than Andre Dillard has been in the first couple of weeks. Uh, who's worse, Daly or Dillard? 
uh, says Derek R. Uh, so far, it's it's Dillard. In fact, Mike Herndon, I saw today, call him uh, Dennis Dillard. Extreme Bucks says Eric Alonzo. No, no. Let me get. Let me get. So, three and a half sacks, five sacks, five sacks by the Browns today. Okay, five sacks by the Browns. They had two coming into this game. Uh, Miles Garrett almost exclusively works on the right side of the Browns defense, which is the left side of your offensive line, right? So he's not always on the edge. They moved him inside sometimes. They were trying to take advantage of matchups uh, and keep the Titans' offensive line off guard. By the way, it worked. Uh, I think that uh, – I think let me, let me pull up the stats that Mike Herndon had. And, Mike, it may take me a minute uh, to find them because Mike does tweet an awful damn lot. But he said this of Dennis Daly – um, that the amount of pressures and sacks that Dennis Daly allowed through this uh, through last season was I'm I'm, so, I'm sorry I'm having trouble finding specifically and talking uh, <laughs> talking uh, through this Dennis da- Dennis Dillard strikes again is a tweet that Mike Herndon has I'm trying to find the pressure numbers that he tweeted I know they're out there um, okay here it is Dennis Daly got it Dennis Daly allowed. 12 sacks and 52 total pressures, okay? Do you know how many times Ryan Ryan Tannehill's been sacked through three games? 13. Now, it's not all Dennis Daly. The offensive line isn't overwhelmingly a good unit. But here, so Dennis Daly, 12 sacks, 52 pressures in a year. Andre Dillard, who, and this was at the, this was 40 minutes into the game, all right, has now allowed seven and a half sacks and at least 10 pressures I don't. I haven't seen the numbers after this game, but at least ten pressures coming into the game. So four sacks and ten pressures coming into the game. The Browns had five more sacks and a shit ton more pressures. Right. So I don't have the exact numbers, but Andre Dillard at four sacks already prior to prior to this game beginning, giving up three and a half more sacks to Miles Garrett when Dennis Daly only allowed twelve, is wild, wild. Andre Dillard is on track to be worse than Dennis Daly. And that is not something that I thought any of us would be saying. My leg's falling asleep. I have to take it down. I've got too comfortable up here. I'm not going to be able to walk. Um, It's not something that I ever thought that I would, uh, that I would say to you or that would be real life. But yes, you did find a left tackle who was in fact worse than Dennis Daly was last year. It's really, really tough. Um, So what would you do about the offensive line situation? I'd probably give him to the bye week. Uh, I, I would probably, I would probably give him to the bye week um, to see if there's not some kind of progress that he can make. Uh, the returns are the returns are poor, and we need to wrap up the primetime show because I've got my, my flight is delayed, but I still have to get to the airport here in just a second. Um, I, I would probably give Dillard until the bye week, and then I would, you know, I would look at Raiden's. Um, at the left tackle. I'd leave Skaronsky at guard. I think he's your best offensive lineman, and it's the, the pressure gets there faster through the interior. I think it's more valuable to have Skaronsky, uh, Skaronsky at guard than it is to uh, move him to tackle. JR says, we drafted a left tackle. We freaking drafted a left tackle. but No, you drafted the left guard. You drafted the left guard. Now, I'm not saying that he, that he wouldn't be worse or that he wouldn't be, uh, that he wouldn't be better than Andre Dillard. Again, it is pretty impossible to be worse than Andre Dillard has been. Skaronsky is a left guard for the Tennessee Titans offense, and they value him more at guard because, again, the pressure gets inside or gets there quicker through the interior. It is more valuable to have Skaronsky on the inside to protect the pocket 
is more important than it is the blindside situation. I think Raiden's can be adequate. I think Skaronsky needs to stay where he is. Um, that would be my solution if it continues to trend uh, this way. Give Dillard till the bye. I know that sounds blasphemous to you guys because your bye isn't until week seven. Uh, and you have what? You have the Bengals. You have the Colts. And then you have the Ravens uh, are the next three games, the Ravens in London. So I think that uh, I think that when you look at this, I think that when you look at this, you would have to say uh, the bye week is about as long as a leash as you can give him. Uh, a lot of you guys are saying Raiden's also profiled as a left guard. Didn't he? Yes, but he's not good at it. Uh, again, you're, don't make two positions worse for the sake of trying to address one. Skaronsky needs to stay at left guard. They're going to leave him at left guard. And I know you guys don't like it, and I know you don't want to hear it. And I know you think you draft a left tackle for the future. Uh, he's a left tackle in emergency situations only. And that they are already so reticent to move him outside tells you everything. He is more valuable. I know you guys don't believe me. I know you think left tackle is a more important position, but guards are getting paid $20 million a year in the league right now too because of guys like Jeff Simmons, because of guys like Quentin, uh, Quentin Williams, because of Chris Jones and Aaron Donald. Interior, stopping the pressure on the inside, on the interior of the pocket is more important because it's harder for the pass rushers to get there from the edge, which again tells you how bad Andre Dillard will be. I'm not, I, I, again, I know you guys don't want to hear that but it is more valuable to have him there than it is at left tackle. And, you know, whether you, whether you take my word for it or not, uh, that's, that's the way that the coaching staff is looking for it. So I would prefer to see Raiden's tried at left tackle before I shifted Skaronsky out the left tackle and put Raiden's in at guard because you're getting worse at two positions then as opposed to trying to address one. Um, so uh, Zachary Smith says Dillard fleeced us. No, here's the thing. Dillard... And, and we'll, because again, I'm, I'm short on time here to, to catch my flight home. But Dillard was the best option that was available to you. Um, and I know that sounds blasphemous. I would remind you also that Dennis Daly was the best option available to you last year. Quality offensive linemen don't hit the market, don't hit free agency. Quality tackles, quality guards, they don't hit the market. Um, so that Andre Dillard, now he didn't get that kind of money from anybody else because nobody else needed a left tackle as bad as this team did. Uh, and I think that, uh, I think that what you see right now, um, you know, is why you understand that the offensive line rebuild that John Robinson botched pretty thoroughly is still biting them in the ass. Uh, you know, almost, we're not quite a year removed from John's firing, but I think that, uh, I think that, you know, you guys understand how difficult life can be without quality offensive line play without even, baseline offensive line play and they're not getting baseline offensive line play right now uh was the multi-year deal necessary though it's not really a multi-year deal the guaranteed money is is uh i i know it's a, i know it's a three-year deal on paper it's not a three-year deal it's a one-year deal so uh, like i said if you can find a better left tackle solution in the offseason uh be the draft we'll see what your draft position looks like by the time the season gets done uh it's you know it's only week three but the trends right now are not ideal um it's 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 a three year deal, but it's really a one year deal. So I know I know that doesn't make you feel any better because you got to go through the one year, but that's that's they 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 did the band aid thing. They did the best thing that they could, and the best thing that they could, you know, is clearly and obviously not good enough. I, I'm not I'm not I don't fault them for signing Andre Dillard. He was the best option that they had. They needed a better left tackle. Lewan can't play anymore. 
Um, and I know some of you guys were joking about, well, have Lawan put on 75 more pounds, get out there and get a new knee. Problem is he doesn't have the new knee, right? He's in a lawsuit because they botched his ACL surgery. And now he's still dealing with the reper- repercussions of that and uh, why he's not you know, playing football at this particular point. Uh, big time Timmy Tay on Twitch says, Buck, does it get any better when NPF gets back? You know, NPF, Hubbard, Hubbard is not great. But he's not, I don't think, much worse than NPF is. Um, Petit Frere was not good last year. Now, that doesn't mean that he can't be better, but I saw him in the preseason. I'm sure you guys did too. I was not overwhelmingly comforted by where Nicholas Petit Frere is playing that much of the preseason against guys that he should be better than. Um, so, you know, will, will it get I, – I don't know. I don't know what the answer to that question is, is, is how I can – it would be unfair for me to – to project that out because I don't know how much better NPF is going to be in his second year with six weeks missed time. But again, the importance of the offensive line is cohesion. And you're dropping now a dude that hasn't played in, that hasn't played in six weeks into a new group. So you're talking about communication. You're talking about protections. You're talking about timing. You're talking about just general feel for space. Um, I don't, I don't want to, I don't want to tell you one way or the other. I just think, Asking NPF to come in and be like the, I mean, he's not, it's not the great white hope. That's Mason Kinsey. Um, but to be, uh, to be the great right tackle hope or the great left tackle hope, I just, it's hard. It's hard. I'm, I'm not saying that that's, that's, that's an excuse. It's just going to be hard <laughs> for the foreseeable future. Um, because again, I did not like what I saw from him in the preseason. Uh, Nathaniel Allison says, weren't we just talking about our line being improved like a week ago? No, I wasn't talking about that. Were you? <laughs> you and I are watching different football teams, and I was not talking about the offensive line. I thought the offensive line was adequate against the Chargers. I also saw Joey Bosa on one hamstring beat the shit out of him. And he only played 12 snaps in that game. So, um, no, I'm not talking. I think the offensive line can be good enough in spurts, but today it was not one of those days. They played an elite defensive front, front and they got dummy. Right? That's kind of where things are right now. Um, all right. Bert is signaling to me that I have to catch my airplane. Uh, so I will, uh, <laughs> even though really what all he's doing is, uh, all he's doing is waving himself in the background like one of these, uh, you know, used car dealership situations and showing me a lot of ginger pit hair that I really did not need to see on my Sunday evening. <laughs> Get him, Cheyenne. Cheyenne is now, his girlfriend is now foot fighting him on my screen, which is hilarious to me, but not to any of you because you can't see these things. All right, so um, this is a free site. We'll wrap this up. We'll end on a good note. We'll end on a funny note uh, because, again, as I say to you, the best the best positive that you have is that you play in the AFC South. Uh, Eric Alonzo says, Buck and Burt hate the Titans. Um, well, Robert's a Ravens fan, and he's uh, he is giving me the thumbs up, so he does, in fact, hate the Titans. But you can feel, you can feel good today because Burt's Ravens lost to Gardner Minshew and the Indianapolis Colts, so well done by Burt. And the rat birds. Um, but then, <laughs> then there is, a, you know, I have no interest. I have no interest either way. I just want to watch a good football game. And, you know, I happen to cover. <laughs> I happen to cover a, uh, a team that makes offensive football look really, really hard. And sometimes that frustrates me. So I don't hate them. Um, sometimes I hate watching them play. And today, one of those days. <laughs> All right. This is a free site. You know what I don't you know what I don't hate watching a fullback return a touchdown. We're going to show you a clip here in just a second. Speaking of the AFC South, right after I remind you 
that the primetime show is presented by Zen Sports. Download the app, plug in the promo code ATOZTN. Get unlimited 5% cash back for your first 15 days of wagering. With that promo code, football, baseball postseason right upon us. You can get basketball in the mix here in the very, very near future. Hell, hockey's going to be back before long. A to Z sport, A to Z T N in the promo in the is the promo code in the Zen Sports app for that unlimited five percent cash back for your first fifteen days. Terms and conditions do apply. Call the Tennessee Red Line if you have a gambling problem. One 889 Must be twenty one or up in Tennessee to bet. All right, what was the? Uh, this is a free site. Who doesn't love a little fullback action? Fullback getting a return touchdown for the Texans. Fullback return to kickoff. Against the Jags, the Jags who lost at home to the Houston Texans today. Uh, for all for all the uh, AFC South kind of like fear mongering that we're doing because you know somebody has to win this godforsaken division. I'm not sleeping on the Houston Texans because you know who looks phenomenal? C.J. Stroud. This is not a C.J. Stroud highlight. This is a fullback highlight because we need something to put a smile on our face. Games into an outstanding career as the ball is bobbled and it's picked up by the fullback and he's got running room. Andrew Beck. After Boone couldn't handle it, it's still going. Back. He's going to go all the way in. Did we just see what we just saw? Yes. Yes, indeed. You did just see what you just saw. A fullback returning a touchdown for the score. The Jags would go on to lose at home to the Houston Texans. Uh, I'm looking for that final score. 37-17. to uh, I haven't watched that game yet. That was the only highlight that I saw. Obviously, covering the, the Browns and Titans game is all I was able to see. But uh, Colts win 22-19 to in Baltimore. The Texans dropped the Jags on the road in Jacksonville by 20 points, which is pretty crazy. And then, you know, there's Miami hanging 70 on the Denver Broncos today. Oh, that's another stat that I forgot to give you. Miami had 726 yards of offense today. That's five more yards of total offense than the Titans have had in three games. <laughs> And then the fullback highlight with a little bit of with a little bit of a reminder that holy hell! All right, that is uh, that uh, trip and Titans says Burns that we tried to get Stroud. Yeah, but you weren't ever really going to get C.J. Stroud. Uh, you weren't you weren't going to get Stroud. That was never that was that was you getting gaslit into thinking that you were getting you getting gaslit into thinking that you were get, getting Stroud, and your organization getting gaslit into thinking that they could actually trade up for Stroud. That was never a realistic option for them on the table. All right going to do it for us tonight on the primetime show thank you guys for adjusting to my schedule so that i can make my flight home uh looking forward to be back we'll have three hours of reaction to this tomorrow on the radio show we haven't even talked about the secondary secondary is a nightmare um <laughs> that's another uh another situation we'll, we we did not talk about the way that deshaun watson got right against this titans uh defense today so we'll do that and more for three hours on 104.5 the zone from 10 to 1 Enjoy the rest of your football Sunday if you are capable of it. Maybe do like your football team does and flush this result down the drain if, uh, if that's what you need. I am going to head to the airport right now, fly back from Cleveland to Nashville, and uh, be ready to do it all over again tomorrow, 10 a.m. on the radio show or 8 p.m. tomorrow for A to Z Sports Primetime. See you guys.